0: to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. I wanna thank you first all of you for your support and loyalty. So many of you have shown me over these past two years. This podcast has grown so much. It amazes me. I remember when I started this podcast with just one simple inspired thought, not knowing where it would lead me or if I could even do a podcast. This is episode 98. That means 98 weeks and not one week have I missed. When I reflect back on all of my guests and the amazing people that have come into my life, I am in awe and in such gratitude. That is when I say thank you to my soul for saying yes to that nudge that said do a podcast. My wish for you is when you hear me say that, you don't question those inspired thoughts that come to your mind each day and say yes to them. That is when the magic happens. We can all have, be, and do anything in this life. There are no limits. The next time you catch yourself in fear of something stopping you and trying to understand, try to understand the limiting belief behind it and what is stopping you. It is only a limiting belief. I want us all to be free of those limiting beliefs. I am having a five-day free Kiss Your Limiting Beliefs Goodbye Challenge coming up. Make sure you either go to my website and sign up or email me. It will be an amazing five days of understanding what is stopping you from living a limitless and authentic life. So, on to today's episode. Today's guest is a result of another inspired thought. This is a part two of my episode with Dominic J. Zenden. If you have not listened to it, please go back to episode 91. Do you know that feeling when you meet someone and you feel you have known them before? It just feels familiar and so comfortable. There is an instant connection. That is how I feel about Dominic. When we met, it was an instant connection. In our first episode, we spoke a lot about his aura readings and abilities, but today I wanted to bring him on again to talk about all of the other interesting topics he is passionate about beyond auras, there's so much like past lives, future lives, dreams, the meaning of time, death, reincarnation. There's, it's endless with Dominic. Dominic has only been in my life, in this life, for a couple of months. But like I said before, our connection feels eternal. Look at the people in your life. How many people feel that way to you? Do you ever wonder if you had a previous life with them and are back to learn and grow from each other once again here on earth? After I did my past life regression with Isabel Zimmerman, who was on the show a few weeks back, it opened my eyes to my soul's passions and why I love and am so passionate about helping kids learn tools so they can live an empowered life. In my past life regression, I saw myself in all of my past lives, teaching kids. I can still picture it so clearly. When you follow the breadcrumbs, like I always say, and keep pushing past any fear that comes up, because always, and I mean always, everything you want is on the other side of fear. I just graduated another class in both my Raising Confidence and the Magic path classes. What a gift it is to see them living a new life with a new perspective and now with the momentum to keep going and keep growing. Nothing brings me more joy to see the transformation each student has. That feeling is the result of me knowing I am living my passion. This time in our lives as we ascend to another level of existence is so powerful I encourage each of you to really listen and follow the breadcrumbs and say yes and just do it. Now I am ready to begin enrolling a whole new group of students and nothing gets me more excited. If you have a team that could use empowering mindset tools to start living an authentic life on purpose, please contact me. Or if you want to take your life to the next level and expand your mindset and remove limiting beliefs that are hindering you from living the life you came here to live, then do it. It's time to start living, being, and doing what we came here for. As you can tell, I am so passionate about this information. I want to share it with everyone. So please, if you feel that nudge that is saying, I want my teenager to learn from someone else besides me, the mindset tools that will catapult them to such a higher level when they leave the house at 18, then contact me. I have so many testimonials on my website and YouTube channel you can hear for yourself. These kids have gone through a lot these past couple of years. Give them the gift to see life as working for them, not to them, and see themselves as the powerful person they are here to become. This is my wish for all of you out there that could use a shift in positive energy in your family, in your life, and just start living your life on purpose, in pure love and in alignment. That is truly living and why we chose to be here. There is no better time than now. I cannot wait to hear from you. So let's bring on my... New best friend, Dominic Zenden, for part two of our interview today. I'm so excited for this conversation. So please welcome, like I said in the intro, my new best friend, Dominic (laughs) J. Zenden, to the show for part two of our Uncovering His Magic. Hi, great
1: to be here. Lovely to to see you again.
0: Lovely to see you. Really nice. You, um, you know, I I was saying in the intro, you know, when you meet somebody, you've just like, you really connect, you wonder, have we been in a past life? How do I, what is, are we eternal souls that, you know, that finally when you meet someone, you're like, oh, there's something familiar. And, you know, and I just have had that feeling since... Even before I met you, when I told you yeah. when I was thinking about you and then you were thinking of me and was sent, sent me that email. But yeah. there's a there's some eternal connection. I know one day when we move on, we'll we'll say, oh, my gosh, that was you. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? no, it's the familiarity of soul, isn't it? When you know someone's soul, you know, their energy and it feels comfortable from the moment you start speaking. That's when you know that you've got a a longer connection than what this lifetime particularly pronounces. So we don't always see what is the bigger picture. We're very concentrated on the small little picture that is us at this moment. But if we looked at the, the bigger picture, we might find that we've known each other previously and in the future. So mm-hmm. there could well be lots of little links that are going on there, but also energetically, with the um, energy of knowing things and wanting to find out things, we we seem to come from the same sort of background that we don't just believe because we want to see the evidence in front of us. So, right. so, and I've always wanted to see why something happens the way it does. I've never just been happy just to accept.
0: Right, you know, because I know you—you you definitely are a researcher, and anything that you that comes to you, you always are going to go, you're going to find out for yourself. You don't d- rely on anyone else to give yeah. you the information in which I very much admire and respect, but going back to the, you know, we talked about time in interview one, and I know it's, it's a circle. I know it's all happening at one time. There is no time, <laughs> but okay. you know, I, as listening to some of the episodes on twisted and misunderstood, you do talk about time a lot and when you, You're so adamant about there is no time. And I'm yes. really coming in my life now at 53 years old, <laughs> trying to really understand. I can see like even on this podcast, the previous episodes of where I'd be asking people, you know, time, there's no time. And now I, I'm with you now and I'm going, yeah. okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it is coming. You know, I'm more understanding it. So when you talk about future happening at the same time, past happening at the same time, we can change our future. You just go, what comes to your okay. mind when you think of that?
1: Yeah, let me tell you Mike's story. Okay. Because I don't think I've told you Mike's story before. And it's a really interesting concept to understand within time. Because Mike was a travel rep that went throughout England in his car. He used to drive to one location after another to do and to try to sell certain objects that he had to sell and his life was primarily on highways all the time he was driving backwards and forwards and to keep him company in this on these long journeys that could take two three hours he used to have an mp3 player remember them yeah way yes. back in time yeah and he <laughs> yeah, have, right? yeah absolutely and he used to have it on random so random play okay. every time he went on the journey random play and he could have different songs throughout his journey all the time because the, the random play was 300 songs it would choose them literally as and when and he might not hear his favorite songs for weeks in, on end so he was on this journey with this um mp3 of his driving up the motorway and his favorite song came on all of my love and it got his attention So he slowed down and he actually became very, very aware this song was on. Well, that was one thing that was happening right then. Then it repeated, it came on again. Hmm. And that caused him to literally slow down and pull over into the slow lane to listen again because it was so remarkable that that would happen. Just as he pulled over, this truck with a load of girders, iron girders, actually Oof. shed its load in the lane that he was in.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, and he avoided the girders.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, he, his life was saved by a random occurrence of playing his favourite song twice. Now, huh. how Mike explains that is that he thinks that he programmed his MB3 player to play that song for him at that time so he would recognise it in this lifetime because he reckons his life was ended in the previous lifetime where he was Mike,
0: Ah.
1: because those girders hit him and killed him. Okay. So the reason this song was his favourite song was because it was so familiar. So he actually says that you repeat your lifetimes. He's absolutely, totally sure of it. And that you can pre-program your life. Second time, third time, fourth time round. So you can miss some of the things that might stop you fulfilling that lifetime.
0: So, so I've done this life before. I've lived my life.
1: It could well be that you've lived as Ashley before. Yes. Okay. And, and it could be that something happened or something occurred to stop you fulfilling your life expectations or your okay. life journey. Decisions we make take us in different directions, and it could be—it's only a theory—that our lives repeat time and time again until we make the right choices. Huh?
0: Like with the same people? Like with my uh, daughters? Yeah, it can be. But
1: think about it in this way: that each choice cascades onto another set of choices, and onto another set of choices. So when you make one choice, it could take you in a different direction with different people. And and so on. So, if you think back to your your history of your life, all the choices you've made, all the people that you've met, it could be that if you'd have made a different choice at some point, your life would have been different because of that choice. And so, when we say we have free will, Mm -hmm. I think we have free will to a point. But until we make the right choices, we don't progress onto the next lifetimes that we've got to go through. So, each lifetime we can be held until we make the right decisions we can or be held we, what do you mean? held yeah we can be held in that lifetime we can keep going back and repeating that life because there is no time there oh is time God. is irrelevant <laughs> yeah time is not anything that we should even be concerned about and in one part of it it's really reassuring because it means that we can do whatever we want and we just keep that repeating. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what choices we make. We can make the right choices, the wrong choices. We can make choices that don't even matter. Right. But we'll come back until we get the right choices. And that's yeah. quite, quite cool. I quite like that thought that whatever we do, we will always have to come back and make the right choices. Until we actually make those right decisions, we don't progress in
0: our own evolution as a, as a soul. Okay, so, this is a good, let me ask you this question. Okay, so my sister, she was married for 20 years, you know, kind of nar- narcissistic. He was older than her. They got yeah. divorced and she's now single, but has two boys. And she says, you know, I'm just grateful that I have the boys, you know, okay. that I just don't know how I lived with someone like that and treated me like that for 20 something years. Okay. But I can see her listening to this now going, well, what if I didn't pick him? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going, this is a, just my little example that flashed in my head. What okay. if I didn't pick him yep. and I chose this, I t- made another choice yep. and had a different life, the boys would be with her still because they picked her or would it be okay. completely different?
1: Yeah, it could be completely different. It could be a different circumstance. Remember, the life choices we make are due to our circumstances we find ourselves in. We do certain things, not because we want to sometimes, but because our circumstances dictate that we do something about something. So our circumstances are the clear area where they persuade us to do different things. Now, your sister may have got married because she needed to be married, needed to be in a relationship because she had very little going on in her life at that particular moment. Now, that was her circumstance, and she chose the first person that chose her, and he happened to be one of the easiest people to meet because narcissists are really easy to meet because they meet you. And <laughs> the, the relationship went from there. And she only sort of started picking up on the fact that he was that way when she attained what she wanted to, which was to have children. And those things are our circumstance and how we live a human life in a mortal body with a spiritual way. Because really our spiritual way is far more important than our mortal life, but we only see it in one dimension. We only see a mortal life. She would have only seen herself in one lifetime when she made that choice. Mm -hmm. And that choice dictated to her because of her circumstance. Got it. So so if she wants to think about where she was because of that, we tend to push the circumstances of where we were when we made choices to one side. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that we remember what was happening to us at that moment and why we made that choice because it might not always be the right choice but it could have been the right choice at that particular moment for her
0: right but you could go back and redo it and make a different have the circumstances or be like be aware of why like let's say she didn't have self-worth or I'm not saying she didn't but let's say she just (laughs) That's something that, a limiting belief, right? A limiting
1: belief she has. absolutely. Absolutely, sure. The thing about it is her knowledge is there. Remember, the soul has all the knowledge in it. It has everything that's ever happened to that particular soul. So if she was to connect to herself, then she would have actually known that that man wasn't right. But she probably knew that man wasn't right and went and did it anyway. So I think we know right decisions from wrong decisions, but sometimes we're not aware that we know because we don't stop long enough to listen. Or if we do listen, we don't actually hear what's being said because it goes against so much what we want.
0: Right. Huh. Yeah. You know, when you talk about Akashic, Akashic records, Yes. you know, people read your Akashic records. I've never done that before, but I heard yeah. you talking about that a lot in some of your um, podcasts. Yeah, t-
1: Yeah, the the Akashic Record. I think the Akashic Record is the soul. Right. I think the soul is the the voice recorder of everything we ever do consciously. And that, I think, can be accessed If if we do it wisely within hypnosis or within regression or progression, because I think we can go forward, you know, future life progression as much as future life regression we can then start to understand who we are. Like Mike. Mike didn't understand who he was, but he Mm -hmm. understood that he wanted to live past the age of 40. And I think Uh, that's got to be the clarity that we have in our lives that we want to fulfill our lifetime. And it can be a simple thing, actually, of making the wrong decision to eat the wrong food. Mm -hmm. You know, we might be addicted to chocolate or coffee. We might get addicted to alcohol or drugs. And we didn't plan that. But because we didn't have the information to tell us to avoid it in our consciousness, we go down that route. So right. there are sometimes we have to access, and the only way we access our inner thoughts is through calming our mind and staying very, very silent when we've got decisions to make and not thinking about the circumstance of where we were, but thinking about where it's going to lead. And sometimes that's as important. But right. there is a however. There's a a big however in this. And the the however in this part is that you cannot get things wrong. Because every time you make a choice, you choose to do something that takes you in a new direction. So regardless, the only wrong choice is to stay still and not make a choice. And people get so stuck in their lives because they're fearful, they get stuck, they get stuck in bad relationships, they get stuck in bad working situations, all because they don't know what's going to happen if they change that circumstance. Right. Fear. Yeah. And sometimes it's best not to know, because you don't want to know you're going to go through tough times because you wouldn't change. But if you knew you had to go through a tough time, then the change would be permanent and, and a lot easier. Mm -hmm. you're much more likely to make the choice. But the road ahead, you can only see as far as a headlight. You know, it's like driving at night. You only see 200 yards in front of you. Right. But you still get home, don't you? You don't Mm -hmm. have to worry. Your headlights only capture the road for a short short distance, but you still make it to your your front door. And that's what life is like. You might Mm -hmm. not see very far ahead, but you'll still make it to the end as long as you believe in yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you believe that we all, like we in Joshua's, when I, in Joshua's class with Gary, he always talks about pre birth intentions? Okay. Where we I before, think, like our soul has pre birth intentions. Is that yeah, sound I, good I to find, you? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I want to understand that because if my understanding of time is right, we're everything all at once anyway. So right. pre-birth intention doesn't really fit into that belief structure right. because we do it, we've done it anyway. We're just revisiting or re-exploring or trying to do something a little bit different. Yes. I don't quite fit into this spiritual understanding that there's a spirit world with people and that mirrors the earth plane. I don't mm-hmm. fit with that because why would nature, why would the universe duplicate things I don't think it would. I think there's new experiences out there to explore with new parts of your energy that you haven't actually recognized in your human life or your mortal life. So you'd be doing other things to explore new pathways once you're accepting of that. When you limit your beliefs to thinking that you are just a person in this realm at this time doing this one thing and you have a, you know, a sole intention before you come into this life, I think that's very limiting. I mm-hmm. think you actually stop yourself exploring the vast possibilities of the universe or the universes as we are yet to know. And as soon as we change some of the old, well-tridden knowledge, you know, the pathways that people have trodden so often, so many times, we won't advance because the old knowledge is always the knowledge that comes out. Mm-hmm. When we start to actually understand new knowledge, then that new knowledge will start to expand our minds. And then we'll realize there is about the soul journey. There is about having lots of different existences at the same time on different planets and at different levels of consciousness. And we won't be able to worry about one lifetime. Right. Because that one lifetime is probably a very insignificant part of a huge great jigsaw puzzle. Right. So why would we want to put that into a place of being priority? It's only our priority now because we're conscious of it. Mm
0: -hmm. So when it's your time to pass on and get rid of that body, tell me where, what are you doing now? Where are you, what are you doing? Are you going back to the earth?
1: (laughs) Okay. I I don't know yet. I would love to think that I have to do lots of things here first. I've got um, lots of people to teach all about auras and energetic energy and being able to read their own intent and their own energy levels. And I want to tell people that there's so much more to understand that they don't know, that they think they know, but they don't know because people aren't teaching new, new teachings. They're only going over the old teachings. Mm -hmm. That's why I think channeling is so important because channeling should be an amazing experience for people because it's bringing in new knowledge it shouldn't go over the old knowledge we know that stuff already why would a a channel be telling us old stuff again and again and again it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be it should be introducing new concepts new ideas new thoughts new areas to explore so we can evolve life is about everything evolving at the same purpose same time and if that's what we're going to be doing I'm going to be doing that too. I want to be at the cutting edge of people understanding the new knowledge and understanding new things to explore, rather than looking back at all the old stuff. It doesn't make sense to do that. And the the universe is huge. You know, you you just can't believe how big it is. It's an incredibly big place. You know, beyond your mind comprehension, and that's just our universe. You know, our galaxy is big enough. You know, two hundred light years across. Yeah, it's, that's just mind blowing. You no wonder you stay
0: there? up till the late at night doing all your research. Okay, so Dominic, you did not answer my question. Where okay. are you going after you completely live on the cutting edge and teach people and do all that you just said? Yep. When it's your turn to be done in doing all those amazing things that you're going to do. Yep. Now it's time for Dominic to end this body. Where is where? Give me your interpretation. Of what your soul is going to go do and this body's going away.
1: Okay. Intelligent plasma, first of all. Okay. all that knowledge, yeah. And I think that you are able to form other groups with other intelligent plasmas and form united, if you like, um, corporates. Or it's just a combination of all the intelligent energy on that same vibration. So I'd like to think that when I'm finished in this life on this earth, I can go to other planets that are far more evolved or far more advanced than what we are. But I also like to think that I just will become pure energy, pure plasma energy that can do the things that without any restriction of a body, with eating, with breathing, with all the things that we're so restricted on. Just think of the freedom that intelligent plasma has
0: or orbs. Yeah orbs
1: orbs. are are so intelligent they can go wherever they choose to go in the universe and rods rods are another thing that you mean we we find rods everywhere um rods of light that have come through space and go through the earth and we have to put cameras down into the deepest parts of the ocean where it's the darkest to spot them passing through the earth Hmm. But when we see them passing through the earth, they're intelligent, sentient life forms that can travel the universe. I would love to be a part of that. I don't ever think I'm anywhere near that right now. I'm you know, probably billions of years away from being able to be pure energy because of all my human fa- you know, fa- you know, frailties that I have. And those things matter to me to know that there is a pathway. But it's a timeless pathway. Right. And it's not limited by belief.
0: But It's so, limited
1: by being.
0: Okay. So do you think that, so your plasma, your soul, I feel like you've made it, described it like a round plasma. Like a ball of plasma. Ball yeah. of plasma. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Is part of that, is all of your soul inside of this body that Dominic has? Or is some of your plasma like your higher self, is there some part okay. of your spirit guides? Are there? Is it all within you, or are you out somewhere else doing other things too?
1: Okay, there's a couple of theories here. I love the question, Ashley. It's a really well thought out, real clever question. There's there's two things because I'm still considering this myself. I personally think the soul is like an orange, and it has eleven segments, and we have maybe one, two, three segments inside of us. You know, there's people with triple, quadruple personalities, and I'm sure they have more than one segment of soul in their body. Ah, Okay. Yeah, but I think that there's also the other seven, eight, nine little sections of soul elsewhere at the same point. So I think we join up. I think when every part of you is actually finished experiencing then you become that whole soul rather okay. than just the little bit of soul. So I don't think it makes too much difference when I explain it as an orange. I don't mean that every, every segment is like an orange. Right. I mean, it's like a little ball rather yeah. than a, a great big ball. But right. when, when we get to the big ball stage, you know, the size of a grapefruit or bigger, then that's when we become advanced enough to be able to live without time without oxygen, without food, without the energy that we have here. But we can never live without love. I think love is the one law that binds the whole universe together.
0: Right. Tell me, on top of that, dreams. Because I know we talked about dreams a little bit in our first episode. And now I'm more advanced because I've been listening to you and Alison on your podcast about dreams and lucid dreaming and understanding your five senses in a dream and that you're, you can see and you can hear and you can, you know, talk, and, but you're not, you're sleeping.
1: If anyone's who's listening to this has ever had a dream where they can taste something, I want to hear from you. because i don't think we can taste in dreams i've tried to i've tried to explore it but when you're in a dream state you have everything that you have in your living state your life state but it's out of body it's literally your energy your your soul that has that dream so your body is unconscious And it gives the soul a chance to refresh and to experience and to do things on an energetic level rather than on a human level. Mm -hmm. So it's a release. It's a, a time for the soul to have fun, basically, or a part of your soul to have fun. So if you want to actually program your dreams, you can do so. You can decide where you want to go and what you want to explore and who you want to explore those situations with. Or if you want to just go and float around the universe, you can do that. It's within your consciousness to decide. You pre-program your dreams. And if you want to pre-program your dreams, realizing that you're in a dream is the most important thing. Hmm. And the way we realize we're in dreams is that when we're asleep, If we go and find a light switch anywhere, we find ourselves in a house. If we put ourselves into that imaginary place where we're in a house, we can switch a light switch on and the light switch will take seven seconds because in the dream, it takes longer to make things happen than what it does in life. So like the speed of light is something like, um, what is it? It's very fast, isn't it? It, It's instantly. But in a dream state, your plasma has to have that thought to switch it on. And that thought takes seven seconds for the light to work. And that's a surefire way of knowing that you're in a dream state. Because some people will say, how do you know I'm dreaming? How do I know that I'm in a dream state? How can I recognize that? And it's no good pinching yourself because, you know, it's not going to really work that hard. You just find the light switch. Go and find something that has got light and electricity attached to it and switch it on and Mm. see how long it takes. Because if it goes not the speed of sound and the speed of light, it just goes very slowly, then you know that you're in your your dream state. And that's how you can control, and that's how you can start becoming elusive in your dreams.
0: Okay. Okay, so I want to talk about the EVP. What is that, for?
1: electronic voice phenomenon
0: okay so when i listen to this podcast where you had a friend john that you were like best friends with him you'd talk to him all right. the time yep right yeah,
1: I love. yeah this yeah, is you, a great story
0: will you explain that because i have never heard this before ever and Everyone listening right now, this is very, I mean, talk, when you think of Lulu, you know, it's just like it is out there. But it is so like when when you tell the story and it really happened, it's like, wow, Dominic. That And, you know, so tell that story.
1: Okay. Explain John,
0: that. Uh, yeah. John and
1: myself were friends. We went to the Spiritualist Church in Cambridge in England, um, Cherry Hinton, Cambridge, and we became really good mates. Before I joined the forces, I joined the Air Force um, later on, I was going off to sea to become a DJ on a boat called Radio Caroline. And I went on there for eight months just to do some playing around with music and broadcasting and all the things I really, really loved. The only trouble was Radio Caroline was a pirate ship. and It wasn't really something that was legal. So I, I went and had an illegal time before I... <laughs> before I joined the Air Force. But John was my mate. And I used to call him every every Thursday at 7 o'clock, and we used to talk. And we used to talk about half an hour and just catch up on the things that were going on, things that were happening, and all the bits and pieces in each other's lives. And it was great. We could do that. It was something that I used to get to the shore, which is about 20 miles from Radio Caroline, and use a payphone. Now, people wouldn't know what a payphone is today, <laughs> right. but you had to put in money to keep the call going. But it was something that we prearranged, and I tried to get there every Thursday as long as I could. Anyway, I rang him this one day, and we had our normal chat. And it was just a really nice, friendly chat with two men, just getting on really well, just catching up on stuff. And I thought no more of it. Went back to the boat, carried on DJing, went home three months later, back to Cambridge. And I was told that John had died, but he died before that conversation. So I've actually spoken to John when he was in spirit and I could not believe that I'd had a conversation with somebody that was as normal as we're having right here, right today, Mm -hmm. that was actually very connected. It was very, very um, good. It felt very nice to be talking to him, but he was actually dead. And I only found out when I got home that he died. So I'd spoken to John for half an hour on this payphone about his life, about the things that he was doing and everything like that. But it was a call that I couldn't believe because when I went back to Cambridge to see my friends at the Spiritualist Church, they told me John had died. he died a bit before we had this conversation.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, can you put reason? Do you know how that happened?
1: It could be a time slip. You know, okay. you know, time. people do fall through time sometimes. We have this way of looking at time, but it's so close to the dimensions that you can slip through the dimensions into different existences, and it may be that. It may be that he was just so desperate to contact me because he knew how close we were, and he wanted me to be able to, you know, talk to him as a normal bloke. It could be that. Or it could just be that I experienced something that I have no explanation for because mm-hmm. I've thought about this for years and years, you know, this is, this was like um, 40 years ago and I've got so many things that could have been so much. It, it should have been, but I have no real total hundred percent explanation apart from knowing that that call was very much a call that happened at that time. And right. it was just, it it shocked me. I mean, I, I must've gone white when they told me oh. because it was such an amazing thing to, happened, but it's become more amazing the more i think about it the more amazing it becomes Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it's something that when you look at it and you really analyze it and you think that couldn't happen because Mm -hmm. we were at different places he was in you know wherever he was and i was wherever i was but the telephone line connected us and now spirit can work through electricity and I've known them to come through on EVPs, but I think EVPs are voice imprints. We all leave our voice imprint in the air, in the atmosphere, and if the conditions are right, we can walk into an imprint and we can hear somebody. Even with people that have passed, that are close to us, their imprint can be left in our aura. And so I think mediums work by picking up these imprints. I don't Mm -hmm. think they talk. Talk to people that have passed. I think they talk to people that have their uh, energy imprinted in the atmosphere, and the vibration is able to be picked up by them, so they can give certain bits of information. But I've never known a medium to hold a conversation with somebody and actually be authentic. I've no mediums to claim that they're authentic, but the information comes out comes out a bit like um, charades. Sometimes it's a it's a bit like give me an A, give me a B. Do you know someone called John? (laughs) And it doesn't fit for me that sort of thing because we can all do that. And I can teach people how to be a fake medium. I can show them how to do it because there's techniques involved. So this this stuff doesn't really fit for me very easily. But if you walk into an imprint then that imprint can be something that is much more likely to give you the information that you're picking up. And people are very sensitive. I know that people are very sensitive to energies. So those people that are sensitive to energies are mediums, Mm -hmm. but they're not talking to people that are passed over. They're talking to the imprint of the person
0: while they were living. So like with Gary, with him, how he, you know, he's channels Joshua. Okay. So what is he doing?
1: Is he he picking up
0: a vibration?
1: Okay. I think it's very important that we don't um, isolate people or or talk about individuals. Okay. But, But people that channel in general. Right. The thing for me, the key for me is, are they bringing through new knowledge? Because if they're bringing through new knowledge, then that's channel. If they're bringing through just the same stuff that we already know and saying it in a different voice, then that comes from their conscious self. Ah, so okay. I think that there are people out there that channel. And
0: yes. There
1: are people that can actually pick up energy from the universe. And I don't disbelieve that that energy is intelligent and sentient and it has great knowledge and wisdom if we listen. And I think we have to listen and really have that wisdom. And if we talked about Gary individually, I've watched his aura change. I know. Well, well, he was on the channel. So and I wrote him a whole report about how his energy shifted from, I think, one part of the spectrum all the way through to another part of the spectrum, then back again when he got tired. So he could only last about 30 minutes in this channel. So Mm -hmm. I, I can see that. And that's visual for me. So that to me makes it more real. The information, I don't know what information he brings through on the channel. I haven't heard him channel. I don't know what he actually is like doing that. But for the aura to change in the way it does, it gives him some authenticity. It gives him credibility in my eyes because that changes because I've never known someone who can change their aura at will. Okay, you are what you are. You what you are. Right. When extra energy comes in, and maybe Gary's reading imprints or reading something that is around him that he attracts, that changes his aura, and that to me is pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've learned so much. It's all new information. I've, I'm, I'm on my. You know, I've. He's been teaching through Josh or Joshua through him with to me for the last two years.
1: Yeah. So I. I'm very very grateful to Gary. I want to put it on record that I'm very grateful for him because he started this for me in America because before Gary before I did his you know podcast with him I was not known at all in America and he's told everyone about me and I'm so grateful to him for doing that. But it also tells me that he's a genuinely based personality who wants to bring love to the world. Yes. And for me, that is the biggest aim. It's Mm -hmm. about love. It's about making everyone feel loved and want to be loved. And the authenticity of that is a strong connection away from anything else, away from financial gain, away from personal fame or personal acknowledgement. That isn't really that important. What is important in the world is to be able to do what you do with love. Yes. And I know Gary does it with love. He has that as a binding part of what he is and who he is.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to Allison and you again talk about material. You know, we, we come to this earth and we want to buy the cars and the houses and, <laughs> you know, all the things that don't mean anything. Yes. You know, because we, but it it was your, your take on it. But I remember, you know, when I was talking about when I was interviewed on your podcast about my, one of my mentors is Wayne Dyer. Yes. I remember you telling me. Yes. And he had in his closet, he always had a coat that he had cut the pockets. So you could put your hands straight through as a reminder that there's nothing in this life that you take with you.
1: Yeah. I love that. That is amazing. That's a really, really fantastic thing to do. It's a great reminder.
0: Yes. And I always remember that thinking he got rid of everything and he always would remind you that, you know, what are you, this is not why we're here to collect and, you know, have all this, these things.
1: No, it's not. It's our capitalist system that we run and that we actually embrace because we, we live that way. But having said that, valuing friendship, valuing love, valuing people. If you value those things, then you'll have anything you want anyway. Right. But you just got to get it in the right order.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you must value people first. Well, you I'm not going to say you must, but it really helps if you do it really right. makes a huge difference because the people that you connect to are what you're here for. Meeting people, understanding people, understanding who you are as well, understanding that that love that you give to people comes back to you. Those are the things you're here for. Now, okay, it might mean something if you're just in in your life and you have very little, and I come across a lot of people that don't have very much at all, Mm -hmm. and I think they are amazing people because they don't look to have possessions. They just look to be who they are. Mm -hmm. Now, you know this, I know this, is that people that have very little give away what they have.
0: Yes.
1: People that have lows hang on to it. Mm -hmm. And I find that the contrast is amazing because – how can you have everything you've ever desired when there's people that have very little that they ever wanted? Surely you'd want to spread that around a bit, wouldn't you?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Everything is love. You know, I think the last two years of this podcast and watching and meeting people and coming, you know, it's gotten more and more, I don't know, dynamic of what love really is. It's yeah. the love has exploded in my interviews of this, You know, I've always, it's always been, you know, love is the most important, but it's really love. Like even with Joshua, what we're learning, it's like everything is love. If you just come to love, then everything, your vibration, and, you know, that's all that it is.
1: Yeah. Everything else looks, everything else looks after itself. Everything. You just got to love. And the love starts from yourself. You mean loving yourself is the, the basis to everything that comes from that. Because if you learn to love yourself, then when other people love you, you'll accept that. You won't question it. Mm -hmm. And once you don't question that they love you, then you will spread that love to other people. And it will keep going out. It's a bit like these mirrors in changing rooms. You know when you look in these mirrors and they're infinity, aren't they? They've got two mirrors and both shine into the other one. Well, love is like that. It's just Mm -hmm. like infinity in mirrors. It just keeps going. It never stops. Right. And that's the thing that's so remarkable about life. Once you realize that love is infinite, then you can't do anything that is wrong mm-hmm. because you have the love. And that love will take you to meet people that you would never even dreamt of meeting. And that's got to be something that your life is about. It's about exploring, experiencing and enjoying. And don't forget the fun. Right. Everything yeah. should be fun. It should be that, that fun energy, because if you're enjoying what you do, then time doesn't exist. Right. And I don't care what anyone says is you're enjoying listening to this podcast. You're not even looking at the clock.
0: Right. You're just uh, going to enjoy. Yeah. Yes, I agree. You know, I think having children and understanding that love strong love is when yes. I had those children. And I think you know, it's funny. I was talking to Richard and we were talking about, I was probably, I just talked to you or something and, or listened to something. And I said, you know, I'm th- this is, and I love, cause you and Allison have these deep talks and I love the, you know, having someone like we were talking about before, like having someone to share things with and, yes. you know, you know, pass things back and forth and getting their ideas. And, you know, and I was thinking, you know, I, I look at, I know I'm looking at life differently now And I know as my girls get older, like you, you know, you have to keep reminding me that when they leave, there'll be better. Everything's going to be fine. And it's really been a process for me. I think like understanding, I think as an older mom, you know, having children older,
1: you know, I really had
0: fun in my you know, twenties and thirties. And then it was like, then I start to really, you know, dial in these children and I just see this love for them so much, but I, I guess I look at love, it's a different love, you know, than I looked at love before I had children.
1: Yes, yeah. The nice thing about love is love fits you. You don't have to fit love. It will always fit you. And unconditional love is exactly what it says it is. It's love with no conditions. Now, people don't get that. They say it all the time. But they put conditions around their life all the time. I think that as soon as they stop putting conditions around their life, their love will become unconditional and their life will flourish. It's only when we put conditions around love that we actually make mistakes.
0: Right. You know, you yeah. think of this in this world where you say we in our lifetime, we meet 80,000 people, right? Yes, yes okay.
1: about approximately. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Don't count them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think, you know, I was thinking about that. And I think I also think about, you know, like attracts like, right? The law of attraction.
1: Okay. Okay. We could debate that. And, and, okay. Let's will. go there. Okay. Okay. So, the law of attraction do you I mean if we have an, a, an aura that is very light and very easy, very, very nice, very, very gentle, then what are we going to attract? Are we going to attract people to us that are quite hostile and quite alpha? quite heavy energy, because they see our energy and want it, and want that little bit of transfer? Or okay. are we going to attract other lighter people? So I have a certain amount of thought about what we attract. And I do think that we attract people that think like us. But the energy that we have when we talk about auras is a lot different, because I see a lot of people that have very light auras attracting very deep, dark, heavy people. Because the deep, dark, heavy people want the light energy. Because it's like having a transfer, you know, a transfer. It's like all that, that energy comes out and it really helps. So you get people that are very into spirituality and very into feeling, you know, the, the vegan and not eating meats and being very gentle and very calm, very warm. And they seem to have very, very dominant partners or very, very alpha Partners that that come in, and I think that's part of understanding the law of attraction. Because if we can understand that our energy will attract those first, we can reject those people. We don't need those people. Mm -hmm. We can actually allow them to be alpha in their alpha worlds, and they can be with people that are like them. And the more that we actually accept that, the better the law of attraction works. And it is a law that only works if we follow the rules. So as soon as we decide to break those rules or to change the rules, there are no rules, are there?
0: Right. It's only
1: what people make up. Those rules are not not set in stone. No one's tapped out a a tablet of stone saying, these are the rules of law of attraction. (laughs) Yeah, No one's done that. Well, I haven't come across anyone yet. So those things are what we make them to be. Right. We decide what the law of attraction is to us. Mm -hmm. And we decide who we want to attract. And that's got to come from our thoughts. And the clearer we are about love, the easier the law of attraction becomes. Because we don't want to be the law of attraction because we want someone to make us rich or someone to have children with or someone to buy us that big house, that big car. We don't want the law of attraction for that purpose. Right. But there are those out there that won't settle for anything less. Mm-hmm. It's a clear thing that on dating dating situations that i saw this program about dating i've been sort of looking at programs on dating a lot for for some time now and it was really interesting they gave these ladies these five pictures of these men mm-hmm. and they, they put their their faces on the front and they wrote their salaries you know how much they earned on the back okay <laughs> all right and and so they put them out there and these ladies came in and they picked the ones that they felt attracted to all right they then turned them over and they pick the one with the highest salary. So is that the law of attraction working in opposites, that people are governed by what somebody is or what somebody earns or what somebody has over how they look or how they talk? Because if that is natural selection, natural selection has actually gone wrong. Right. Because it's not the biggest and strongest guy anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the guy with the biggest salary. Right. And so we're going to go into a into a, a universe of having people match with people because of their circumstance not because of the attraction because people are attracted to things for different reasons now.
0: Right. Like opposites attract, you know you always hear that. Oh. Well, maybe they
1: do, but if you're a if you're a lady in uptown New York and you're a, an executive, you're not going to go out with a guy that carries the trash out, are you? Right. You know, even though he might be the most attractive bloke to you, Mm-hmm. There be very few people that would choose him over a, a city lawyer right. or somebody on a, a bigger salary a bigger uh, a bigger image. so I think the law of attraction probably worked when it was cave men and women. Mm-hmm. I think that that was the, the guy that was the strongest got the most women and he was able to provide for them. I think nowadays I think it's the guy that has the best salary, and the best salary guys are all in computing. So they go for them or into other other pursuits because the the law of attraction is being turned on its head because people forget about the energy. I'm very much into energy as you know, Ashley. Yes. Matching people's energy. I love to match people on their authentic energy, not on what their
0: want is. How do you, some people, when you say authentic versus you can see somebody with not, you can you see the true yeah the true the true aura not you can't see nothing but authentic right no absolutely and
1: it's so nice to be able to see people that are matched on energy rather than on wants okay got it and and it makes a big big difference and the, the difference is today i don't know what the divorce rate is in the u.s i don't know what the divorce rate is in the world but people get married for the wrong reasons because we live in a world where we have to be provided for Right. And that comes first. And we also live in a world of instincts. Mm-hmm. Our body wants things, and it instinctively tells us. And we listen. So if it tells us we want to eat a donut, we'll go and eat a donut. We call it a craving. But it's our body telling us to eat it. And that's what happens with people. They they listen to their body's craving. It's not their mind. It's their body telling them that they need something. And I think so many people need to clearly understand and define what their body is telling them to what their thoughts are telling them to what their energy is telling them right. and it's a big big difference where does your thoughts where do you, thoughts come from well the thought i think thoughts come from all over the universe when a thought is born it becomes a thing and it travels and it travels until it stops at the next person or the next entity to pick it up so if you have a thought today that is actually born with you and that just travels out and I think the whole universe is full of these, these thoughts that just travel around being picked up. So thoughts come from each one of us. Mm-hmm. They come from each person as they have those thoughts. The vibrations actually resonate on a frequency. And when you're on the same frequency, you can pick those thoughts up. And I think it's a remarkable thing that we can have the same thoughts at the same time. And people do that. We're, we're telepathic in nature. People do not have to just have their own thoughts. They can pick up thoughts from anywhere. Paul McCartney, the the member of the Beatles, he used to say that his um, songs come through in dreams. Hmm. And he's absolutely sure the lyrics he picks up are telepathic lyrics. Oh, really? Yeah. And and there's other people as well. Um, there's, There's people throughout history that have actually had telepathic communication. We call it channeling now. But telepathic Mm -hmm. communication is literally picking up people's thoughts. Right. And if it's not just people, it's intelligent beings outside of our realm or in different dimensions or even yourself sending yourself a thought from the future. It's just an amazing thing. Can you imagine sending yourself a thought?
0: Well, sending myself a thought. Let me think of a thought. My thought is – I am going to pick up what <laughs> I don't know. What's my thought?
1: Okay. What's the thought? <laughs> I, I, I want to put it into because I want to put it into a little bit of constructive areas. Okay. Thank if you. you could tell your seventeen-year-old self something, and you could tell them now, uh-huh. what would you tell them? Because remember, you don't really want to change Ashley today, right? But you would have also come across things that were very important that if you didn't have hadn't known them at the time, they'd be really relevant to your life. And it would have changed some of the decision making. That kind of makes me
0: want to cry. Isn't that funny?
1: Yeah. It's emotional. Yeah. Because you're emotionally connected to every Ashley there's ever been. Right. And you can imagine that at 17, the things that you didn't know, just think about it now. As the lady that you are today, if you could send out a thought to your 17-year-old self, Mm
0: -hmm. what would you do? How would you send it? You know, it's so funny. (laughs) So my passion, right, is to help these kids that are 17, 16, oh, the teenagers, right? That's where the tears come from because I didn't didn't know anything when I was a teenager. I was like, I didn't have the tools to set my life going at 18 to leave the house and go to college. I didn't know anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, okay. I, I made it, but I just, I know that we, Richard was even bringing that up the other day. He goes, you know why you're so passionate? It comes from your childhood is what you were lacking. And I said, that's why you wanted, that's why you're so passionate about helping these kids. Cause you must've lacked that when you were, you know, 17, yeah. like you bring okay. up that age, it's but I do want to bring, but then it would change me who I am today.
1: Yes, it would. And that's the paradox, right? That is the strong paradox. And thoughts become things, they just go into the ether and travel around the universe. Now, if that's the case, we can send thoughts to our younger self, okay? But would we choose to? Would we actually choose to? And if we did choose to, how would we know that our past self has received them in that way? Because our life would change because some of the decisions we make would have been different, right. So this is how interesting thoughts are because Mm -hmm. you could also send a thought to your future self, which would be equally as amazing because you could go forward 10 years, send one to your your later self at that time, telling them some things that they might be interested in about you now. So it's all about connecting into that infinite that is the authentic self. Do you talk to your future self? Do I talk
0: to my... No, I try to
1: avoid any contact outside the now. I think the now is the only moment that we have within Mm -hmm. where we are. But I have had dreams where I've met my future self. And I have had dreams where I've had premonitions of things that have happened to my past self, which is very, very, very interesting in the ways that they've come across. And there's times in your life where you go through traumatic events. And I think those traumatic events unearth other traumatic events. And then you come back as a precognitive dream. And you actually see things that are happening in a different time, maybe in even in a different lifetime than what you're having right now. But there's just as real. And so you see those things. And I think that's the basis of premonition. Okay. Because premonitions are seeing things that are going to happen in the future and recognizing them. Right. What about deja vu? Deja vu. Well, deja vu is um, there's two ways of looking at deja vu. One is that one eye catches something just slightly before the other eye. So huh. it sent you feel that it's deja vu. And I've seen a lot of people actually say, oh, I recognize that place. Well, you may do. But what if one eye picks up that image just before the other eye? You'll feel it's familiar. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: that's part of that. There are certain encounters with deja vu that are connected into recognizing different smells, different touches, different feels of areas and things that feel very, very familiar. Now, are they familiar because you've known them or are they familiar because you think you've known them? It's quite a complex situation that you can go round and round in circles trying to figure out how you've known those situations. But for me, I think there is this consciousness that we have inside of us that locks in certain memories. Now, there are certain memories of the sky. Everyone has, every lifetime they lead, they'll see the sky. They'll they'll likely drink water. They'll likely have clothes on. You know, there's there's memories that are always going to be there that they'll be familiar when you revisit them. You know, a bit like Mike's story at the beginning. You know, Mm -hmm. it was familiar listening to Led Zeppelin, you know, All of My Love. It was a familiar thing for him. He'd done it many, many times in different lifetimes. So that can be classed as deja vu, but it can also be classed as signs, little signs that you miss normally in life, that if you took notice of them, you would understand that they have a significance. Mm -hmm. So Mike wouldn't have listened to Led Zeppelin, All of My Love, twice ever in his car. But it was a sign to show him that he had to pull across or that he had to slow down because it took him by surprise. Now, what if we get those signs and we just totally miss them? Yeah, what? Yeah, I think we get those signs every day. I do too. Yeah, and we should allow them to be incorporated into our thinking because there's certain people that we meet that have certain way about them that we, we can't let go of because they are significant people. There's certain things that we do that we know we shouldn't be doing, but it feels so familiar and so attached that we can't let go. So we know if we listen and that knowing comes from calmness. And if we can calm, we will see the signs and then we should be able to follow the trail of breadcrumbs to where we need to be because right. that destiny part of us is showing us where we need to be
0: right but i talked about bre- breadcrumbs in the intro see we're just so connected how do you know that word <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. i haven't listened to your intro <laughs> no you haven't it's on this yeah. recording so you yeah. wouldn't hear it until it comes yeah. out yeah, it's, uh, but it is the trail so yes yeah actually
1: i agree we are so connected on on such a level We are on such the same frequency. And all I'm doing is reintroducing you to things that you already know.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not
1: telling you anything you don't know. I'm just making you much more aware of them so you can listen to them and go go and find out a little bit more for yourself.
0: Is that why you came into my life at this time, (laughs) do you think, and not any later or earlier? Yeah, it's a crazy thing,
1: isn't it? Because um, the whole bit about it, as soon as I saw you, I knew I had to talk to you. I knew it just felt that I needed to talk to you I had to talk to you and it could be that familiarity but you know seven billion people on the planet right yeah there's a lot of sorting out to do isn't there before you meet a certain people right you have to come across them on the same pathway and for the same reason and for the same purpose and if you find that person or find people on that level Mm -hmm. then they stand out they're like 3d aren't they As soon as you meet them, they're like 3D Oh, that's
0: how you were to me. I just couldn't tell you. I I just, it was like, I think I found somebody that I've known forever. I don't, you know, it was just like that. It was so familiar.
1: I I know, but then you mustn't go too deeply into trying to find out why. Okay. It's the acceptance. It's the surrender to that. Okay. And then once you've surrendered to it, then you can just enjoy having that friendship. Right and and I think that's what life's about. It's being able to surrender to things that you don't find the answers to. You don't mm-hmm. want to be incessantly looking because that's like going into a maze and trying to find a way out and not being able to find a way right. out and getting <laughs> the <laughs> chainsaw and making your own door. You know, you don't want to do that. Right. You know, anyone can cut their way through a maze, but you have to find your way through it. And we don't know sometimes why we're put in front of people, mm-hmm. but. As long as we recognize that person is significant, mm-hmm. then we can just wait and enjoy. Right. Because it could be something very significant happens when people get together. You know, John Lennon didn't know why he met Paul McCartney. But hmm. something really significant happened when that happened. You know? And I'm sure that there's lots of other people that are significant for teaming up in, in couples or in, 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 in ways of collaboration and working together. They've got no idea how they found each other. Right, but they recognize recognised the fact that when they did, so we have to recognise it and enjoy it, and then see what comes from and it. And then surrender. be
0: significant. Yeah. Yes, surrender. surrender, trust, and know that it's all working for your highest good.
1: Yeah, and and not just for your highest good or my highest good, but for oh. the highest good of the people that we're going to touch. Right, because there's going to be millions of people that are available to understand and if we can teach people to read auras for instance then it's the nearest thing they're going to get to being telepathic Mm -hmm. and the world's going to feel so much better because people are going to understand people before they come too close to them then we're not going to get heavy people attracting light people we're not going to get people coming into people's lives because of certain needs and certain conditions and certain circumstances yes we're going to have people coming into each other's lives because it feels good right not because we have a purpose or an agenda. Right.
0: But just or they feels- have a big salary or they have the yeah, newest right. Range Rover or whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, it's so funny. After we, you had our class for the Aura when you oh, yes. were teaching everybody. <laughs> and if yes. anyone's listening right now and hasn't heard that, it's on YouTube. Um, but, you know, now I'm in my Pilates, just for an example, because there's white walls in there. And so yeah. when we're on the machines... I've really focused on the people that are behind me where I'm looking at their their back. And yes. so I'm looking at their, and I'm really seeing it. And I get what you're, you will. When you, yeah, it's you just will. getting, having that awareness and focusing and seeing yes. it.
1: Yes, you will. It's the awareness, mm-hmm. It's understanding that it's there, because if you don't know it's there, you're not going to look. Right Now that you're looking, I bet you're getting some funny looks back, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's, it's an amazing thing that when you see it, you can't stop looking. Because mm-hmm. you're fixated by it because you think, oh, my God, it's been there all the time. Why didn't I notice this before? Why couldn't I figure this out before? So it's the consciousness that drives the awareness. And once we drive that awareness in people, then we can all figure out where people are. It's going to be tough. Because you don't always want to see people. Because you can't de- hide. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't hide from anyone, can you? No. There's no hiding. It's a, well, <laughs> it's, it's tra- but that's what people will find very difficult. Because if they're not authentic, if they're out there for whatever reason, and it mm-hmm. shows in their energy, then they're going to have to learn to be authentic. Which means that the world is going to be so much easier. Because yes. everyone you meet is going to be authentic. Right. Whereas now we're trying to figure out who is and who isn't. Yeah, exactly. And you are, but I'm not. But you are. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a lot. It's a lot harder when you have to figure it out.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, and you can get it right a lot of the time if you're looking at the auras.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I think it's just fascinating, and we didn't even cover auras really. <laughs> and you're like came on my first show to talk about auras, and I yes. love that you're so. There's so much more. I could spend. I mean, I I didn't talk about. The ten thing, your ten philosophies that I love
1: okay. that you talk yeah. about.
0: We can we yeah. end with that? Maybe I mean we're at yeah, the end, of course. The ten um, yeah. philosophies, and I think I just adore you, and you know that. But when I was listening well, to it, and I think he has his he has his ten philosophies. I cannot wait, and so I'm writing them down, and I think you know what? It's just. People, when they hear that, why I want you to bring it up is because the things you talk about can be so deep and really you have to listen to this podcast probably 10 times to really get your, your knowledge because you've done so much research and you're so, you just are beyond so many people. But when I see your 10 philosophies, it's just this like simple.
1: Yeah. Very simple. That, and that is a philosophy in itself. Everything is simple. Yes. Don't complicate things. Keep it very simple because the universe is very simple. It's love. Right. It's very easy. I mean, one of my philosophies that I do constantly is look up. Yes, I love that. I think looking up is an amazing part of us. I don't think we do it enough. We need to look up. And if we spend time looking up and force ourselves to do that, we become very much more understanding of who we are. Mm-hmm. Because you can't fail to look up at the sky and notice that the stars and notice that there's billions and billions and billions of stars and that we're just looking up. Mm-hmm. So the the philosophy, and you miss so much. You know, birds will fly over your head, you'll miss the cloud formations, you'll miss so much. Oh, so I look up
0: and I, you know what the thing that really is the, the phones. Everyone's looking down. Yes. And I always say, girls, we're at, you know, with the girls are like oh, look at their heads. Their heads are going to be all their necks are going to be all (laughs) cockeyed (laughs) and they need to look up. And I said, look at the trees and the birds. And we always look for cloud formations. But to teach children, especially with this generation going through, all the heads are down. Even at dinner time, the parents have them. It's okay for them to look at their phones at dinner. No, look up and have a conversation even.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) What a concept.
1: yeah, Yeah. But it's so simple, isn't it? Yes. Notice the world. Yes. Notice it. And I think that those things matter to us in our lives. The, the, the understanding as well of putting things into the first 10 minutes of the day
0: Yes. and
1: having those thoughts as you get up. So you can order your day. You can make your day what it is. Your day is in your control. You can have the best day every day. Yeah. You can have a brilliant day. Even if people become idiots or difficult, you can still have a brilliant day because you've ordered it that way. Mm -hmm. Why would you not want to do that? Why would you not spend those few minutes when you wake up just manufacturing what you want to achieve that day?
0: Oh, but Dominic, that's me. Like you know me in my mornings, right? My morning. Yes. I know. I it's not even a question. It's not even part of it. I couldn't even imagine. Not waking up happy and excited, and you know, full of this like, what is today yes. going to bring, or what do I, I get to give somebody? You know, that's so it's important.
1: Just, it is so so important. You know, when I whenever I go anywhere, all my thought is is who am I going to meet today? Mm-hmm. Who am I going to come across? Who's different today? And I'm so fascinated wherever I go just to see the people I'm meeting. So it's like who's going to be put in front of me? Who's going to be wanting to talk to me who's not going to be wanting to talk to me who's going to be totally annoyed by what we talk about and it's just a great thing to think that yes your day is full of those opportunities just to experience people and situations and so just don't
0: allow it are you like if you go to the coffee shop i don't know what you call those in london coffee shops Coffee shops, yeah, okay. pretty universal. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say Starbucks, but <laughs> yeah, now we
1: have Starbucks over here. Okay. I know it's, I know we're in England, but we we do live a quite a you know fulfilled life, and we have Starbucks
0: <laughs> <laughs> And cars and everything, not well, the horse and the carriage.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. There might be some places around England, but um, on the whole, we have a car. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> but are you the kind of person that goes to into the coffee shop and you're just ready to? do you get eye contact with others are you very no. you don't no, sit
1: out the way I, oh. I don't want to, I, I don't like to be sat in crowds I don't like to be sat in groups of people and uh, yeah there's times where and it's quite funny we shouldn't do it but Alison will say to me you know tell me about that lady or tell me about that person oh funny uh, uh, and we'll just sit in the corner you know, with with a drink and and just look at people and and figure them out because their auras are there and we'll figure out who they are and what oh, they're doing. Oh, that'd be so
0: fun! I want to go to a coffee shop with you and sit in the corner.
1: Oh, oh yeah, and no, then we have fun. You know, people people watching started for me very early with Desmond Morris, and he wrote books about people watching and body language and all that stuff. So huh. I was always interested in that with the colours. Because people have colors depending on their body language and what they're doing and what they're saying. And people that are trying to get away with something have different auras and people are trying to be open have different auras. And you can walk into a coffee shop and there's all this combination of people all in there, all have different reasons for being there. But they're all in having the same experience of drinking coffee. And that's um, timeless. You know, coffee shops have been, you know, in, in the world since about 1700s. You know, it's a, it's a crazy thing that people would stop and have coffee and we (laughs) still do it. It's familiar. Mm -hmm. And it may be a familiar thing that we do because it 's in our dna it 's in our genes it 's in our in our personalities that we like drinking coffee together but but do you it, walk
0: uh, into the coffee shop and is it overwhelming because everyone 's auras so like you, you can see it's like, it 's like yeah, is it, it just so be. bright
1: <laughs> it, well, well, it can be it can be overwhelming, that 's why I like to sit in the corner i don 't go if it 's busy I, yeah. if it's if the shop's full i 'll tend to move away. And Alison's got used to me now sitting by windows because mm. I like to sit near a window mm-hmm. because I feel that there's a, something outside rather than just all this energy inside. Right. And, and you can sort of escape into the window if it gets a bit too much. So if there isn't a window seat around, I don't tend to go in. The The, the thought of being in with people that have all these different energies is really quite tough. Okay. Not a nice thing.
0: Yeah. But you do look forward to meeting people. You're not...
1: Oh, I love meeting people in every situation. The, the downside of meeting people is that you can see where their agendas are pretty much before you've even said hello. You can mm-hmm. see where they are. The, the top side is that you meet some really fantastic people and right. people that have an amazing lives or have you know, do things that are really great or have some fantastic, intelligent conversations with. But it's not always that easy. Because when you meet people, people are very much, I don't like people knowing too much about who I am. I I just want them just to me to go anonymously. Yeah. And I can sit there in my cap and my sunglasses and I'm really not look <laughs> <laughs> around too much. Oh, I, I, I just like to be disguised in, in amongst things. And this pandemic's been great for that because I have I a mask. <laughs> I have a mask now <laughs> and I have the sunglasses and my cap. And it's the first time I've ever been able to walk into a bank <laughs> with a mask on. It's been
0: brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? So, you know, I'm, we're ending this. I mean, the last time we did it, we went way over. I've never gone on these long besides with you of course we could talk all day but do yes. you think with the auras you're like the only one and then I found that one woman that was close to me the other day just random right like amazing that wrote a book. I love that yeah
1: it's That's just like brilliant Barbara Martin
0: yes and um yes. so you know and you find that and then I'm like trying to compare and listen and hers and yours and her stories kind of like yes. when she was little she saw colors like you did when you were six years old or younger
1: Yeah, first memories.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, but, do you think what made me started thinking this way was you know I'm meeting you. I didn't. I always know about. I knew energy. I kind of. I've always heard the word aura. I don't know if I knew to the extreme of what I do now because of meeting you and learning from you. But do you feel like? Because you want to teach others how to see it and you see that where the world's going, do you feel like the kids coming in these days are going to be able to access that more? Or are you going yes. to, are people, is, is it going to become more of this?
1: Yes, definitely. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it to people's consciousness. We're going to make it into people's understanding so they can choose for themselves. They don't have to, they can choose whichever way they want to go. But I'd like to give them the option of it. Mm-hmm. Because when I saw it as a child, no one explained to me. No one said to me, this is what's happening. Unlike Barbara, she had a, a mentor that taught her all about the medicines and the different colors and what meant what to which. And I never met anybody that's taught me anything. I really am self-taught right Right from the beginning and and having to go through the experiences of meeting people with different colors around them to understand the different colors. And now I'm so versed at knowing what each color means. I can actually do those oral profiles, which allows me to share it with people. And it's Mm -hmm. that sharing with people. And it's not just sharing, it's being able to be open so they can be examined and really put under the microscope. Because what I really want from Aura's is, is for people to start the conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the more profiles I write, the better it is because it starts the conversation with people. And then they start to understand, well, how does this guy know this stuff about me?
0: Right. Because
1: he shouldn't know this stuff about me. He shouldn't <laughs> no. know this. He, you know, there's no Crazy. way. What, what is he? And, and that starts the conversation. Now, I don't mind what they think of me as long as they start that conversation. Right. Because that brings it into the consciousness. And once it's in the consciousness, you can't put that genie back in that bottle.
0: You're right. Yes, I get that. I love that. Yes, I understand that.
1: And that's so important because people then start to take notice. From Gary through to yourself and a few other people that I've met along the way, people start to take notice because they see that there's something happening. And they want to know why, they want to know how. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, I'm really happy to explain everything to everyone in such a way that they
0: understand it. And that's Yeah, and you do. That's the most amazing thing is when you when I read through those aura profiles, and it's just so easy to understand. And it just it is, and I know everyone says it's mind-blowing and you're spot on, and all the things that I said in our first episode, but to have the awareness that in the consciousness now, and now that it's spreading and the word is spreading, you're going to be coming to America yes. and we're going to start to see more of you doing, we just see that we're going to push the, the rock over the mountain and it's just going to gain momentum. And then there's yeah, no, it's, it's just going to keep going and going. Yeah.
1: And, and all because my intent is to let everyone know how to do it themselves. Yes. There's no secret to it. It's just awareness. Right, And I want people to be aware so they can write their own aura profiles. Mm-hmm. If they meet someone, they can look at their aura and work them out. Right. Because that's going to help them in their life. And what it's going to do is it's going to create this world where we trust what we see.
0: Yes, I love that. Think of the dating. Think of people that are in that world. Like they, you don't even have to go, I wonder if this is going to work out. Well, no, well, I see
1: his aura. Well, in a way, this is how we were profiling started with people, my girlfriends coming to me in, in the pub and, so, and on a m- mobile phone saying, Dom, I've got this bloke I've met, but I bloat. want you to <laughs> tell me what <laughs> what he's like, please. It's a very English word, isn't it? Bloat? Yes, I've right? never heard <laughs> bloat.
0: It's yeah, like bottom. I'm bloated or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a bad word
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> I found this new man, Dom. Can you tell me what he's like? And I used to sit there and I used to just read the aura and tell them, you know, oh, no, you, you don't want to date this guy. This guy is going to be a right pain. Or yeah, he's great for you. Look at that. You really match. Uh, and that's how this started, really. It was huh. just in a pub over a drink and just talking to people. And my friends now bring all there. The partners to me, <laughs> yeah, and I—I I tell them who they are and a little bit about them. And as they develop the relationships, then they start to understand that there's a value in it. So I would love to do this as a dating site or a dating app or or something yeah. where I could then just get the photographs and just match people and and just work from there because there is a need for that. People Aye. go into dates blind. Yes, and they don't need to go into dates blind.
0: That's how oh, I met yeah. Richard on a blind date. On a blind date. <laughs> I mean, it was blind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See,
0: See that, that's great.
1: I love the fact that you will be in that position to do that. That's a great thing. That, that's a moment of trusting yourself to be guided by how you felt. And that's what we do. We meet people and we trust what we feel.
0: Right
1: Now, you obviously trusted what you felt. And now right. look at you. And that's amazing. <laughs> and, and so, but... All the people that meet people, can you imagine right? every blind date that someone goes on? They might go on five or six blind dates just to meet one guy, right. one bloke. Right, one right. bloke. Is <laughs> one it a bloat, bloat or a bloke? A bloke.
0: bloke. Oh, okay, I thought you bloat. said it was a no,
1: bloke. it's not a bloat. A bloat is some big guy. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Oh, funny, it's a bloke. No, I know, language. But no, you think, if you come to me before you go on your blind dates, I could figure out that person for you, and then you can decide whether you want to go on that date or not.
0: Oh, that's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't that be like the hottest app or the whatever your business that you'd create? You could do an app where you could do, they could send the pictures. Yep, and I can upload the picture. Say this is not gonna. Oh, there we
1: go. As long as I've got comparisons, as long as I've got the lady, you know, Mm -hmm. so I know her aura. And She hasn't got to tell me I'll just figure her out. And she sends me all her boyfriends before she goes and dates. I can tell her the one to date first.
0: Yes. So so it avoids oh gosh those useless dates. That's a that's a jackpot right there, Dominic. We gotta go. We're like on the hour and a half now.
1: <laughs> gosh, that's gone much too fast.
0: So fast. See, we're much having too, fun. That's we're not uh, looking at time.
1: No time. I said that when you enjoy something time is irrelevant right it it can it's it's the moment that matters and that's what matters here isn't it it's been it's always so enjoyable talking and Mm -hmm. and being able to share and being able to connect to people who then want to share back and want to connect and that's what really what's happened today it's been really nice so fun uh, so
0: yes. we can find Dominic. You can email him at auraprofiling <laughs> at gmail.com. Mine, so you want to say where else? Yeah, we
1: well, can go on myinsight.org. i got to say
0: that right. Um,
1: M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E.org. But, yeah, just email me. Come on to Facebook, Dominic J. Zenden. You know, I will always come and talk to you. Just send me a message. You know, and uh, I think one of my principles, one of my 10 is to make time for people and making time for people is such an important thing for me so if you come to me I'll always answer any query any question just come and talk I'm really happy to hear you
0: and he will stay up until he finishes every email.
1: <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's a view into my private life, isn't it? Yes, I, I do. I stay up most nights. Um, if I've still got work over, overhanging, I'll be up until the early hours to making sure everything's tied up for the next, you know, and then the next day I might get an easy day. I might just not have anyone to talk to. So that's quite happy. And, and then the next day I might be up late again. But you've got to be able to be there for people because mm-hmm. that's why you're here, because without people, you haven't got nothing.
0: Right, exactly. Oh, Dominic, so fun. <laughs> See, we're going to do this again and again,
1: because we have I, so
0: much more to talk about.
1: I know, we could carry on, couldn't we, all, all, all yes. night, really. But, um, but no, it's been an absolute joy and pleasure and gorgeous to be able to be here and talk and share and just be who I am. And, and that's, that's the main thing. The authentic self is so important.
0: Yes, and that is who you are. And I love it. (laughs) And I love knowing you. Thank you so much for being in my life.
1: Well, thank you for being in mine. It's been been amazing to meet you. And it's so nice to have you there. It's amazing how how soon you become familiar with having people around. Right. And, you know, I've become very, very used to having you around. It's so nice to have you there.
0: Yeah, you too. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today.